0: A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Cats at Night on 77 WABC. Welcome back to the John Katsimatidis Cats at Night show. Now on the line for us, we have Raphael Manguel of the Manhattan Institute. And uh, Raphael, we wanted to talk to you about the Supreme Court decision that could possibly be coming down regarding the Second Amendment, specifically open carry right here in New York State. Tell us what you know and what is the latest.
1: Well, sure. And the the case involves not necessarily open carry, uh, more likely concealed carry. So it's a case that started when when plaintiffs uh, petitioned uh, uh, their local jurisdiction for the right to carry a firearm outside of their home. Of course, we know since the Heller decision came down in 2008, followed by the the McDonald decision in 2010, it's been settled law that, that no state, no jurisdiction can deny somebody the right to have a gun in their home. This case raises the question of whether that right extends beyond the home, which is actually where you're more likely to encounter the sort of um, uh, self-defense scenario that that would justify deadly force. Um, So what this case asks is, does the Constitution require New York to provide people some avenue uh, to carry a firearm. Whether that's open carry or concealed carry is likely going to be left up to the state, uh, but the, the permit that the petitioners were, were were asking for were concealed carry permits, which is right. likely Rafael, going to be the mechanism if they decide. Raphael, the, the, that couple that protected their home in St. Louis, are you shocked that the, that the Supreme Court won't hear their case? No, no. I mean, the Supreme Court gets an enormous amount of of uh, petitions for for redress. I mean, you know, they they can only take but so many. Usually one of the things that they look for is a, a, what's called a circuit split, where, you know, uh, our, our courts of appeals are, are spread out into 11 circuits. And so if you have half the country's appellate courts sort of uh, adopting one uh, uh, approach to a constitutional question, and the other half of adopting a different approach, the Supreme Court's more likely to step in, which is exactly sort of what we saw here, right? So the Seventh Circuit out in uh, Illinois decided that the Constitution does uh, require people uh, to be granted the right to carry a firearm outside the House. The Second Circuit here in New York says no. Um, Same with the Ninth Circuit, however, the Fifth Circuit says yes. So uh, there's a lot of disagreement here in the federal court system, which is why I think we're seeing the Supreme Court weigh in. Um, But it's also important to remember that this, this case is being heard after several petitions along these lines were denied in years past. So you know, it does take a while for, for cases to make their way before a court like the Supreme Court, which, which as I Raphael, said, has a, a lot on its plate.
0: It's, a, it's Judge Richard Weinberg. What do you think the implications are for the safety of the average citizen in New York if the New York law is overturned?
1: I don't think they'll be particularly pronounced uh, at all. So there's actually been a lot of uh, econ- econometric research done on this question to try and suss out what the causal impact are uh, is going to be of expanding uh, a gun carriage rights. So, you know, uh, lots of other states have either adopted constitutional carry um, rules where you don't even have to get a permit in order to carry a firearm outside the House. Other states or other jurisdictions have adopted shall issue regimes, which is, um what I think the result will be here in New York, if the Supreme Court decides the way that I I think it will, basically means that anyone who's eligible to have a firearm in the home, uh, if they decide to apply for a carry permit, they will have to be granted that permit unless there's some kind of disqualifying factor. Raphael, just
0: Uh, just to clear up something, because we do have to go to the next guest shortly. So the new laws that Governor Hochul put in that uh, regarding gun rights, uh, you know, she's making it harder for, you know, an 18-year-old now can't get an ar 15 can you put people's uh, minds at ease? Because I think there is some confusion. I heard some people saying, "Oh my God, the gun I have now is illegal, and now the government is going to come to my home and take away my gun." So, can you just kind of summarize very quickly? I guess what does Hochul? Yeah, would they be grandfathered, grandfathered in, in? And what does it actually mean for all New Yorkers the the strengthening of the gun of the gun bill that Hochul just did?
1: Right. So, so my understanding is, is, is any firearms that are going to be restricted through new legislation, uh, the, the firearms that were owned before that are going to be grandfathered in. I think one of the biggest things here is they're going to raise the age to 21, um, which, you know, is is uh, again, it, it, it's better. It's,
0: it's better. But why would a 21 year old have a right to an assault weapon? That, that's what I don't understand. Why, why are we giving 21-year-olds rights to assault weapons? I know. You can't buy a beer. Yeah, yeah, you can't buy a beer. In Texas, someone had, earlier on the show said in Texas you can't you can't buy a beer, but now you can buy an assault rifle. It just doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, look, I, I think we have to sort of take a step back and understand how we define the term assault weapon. You know, uh, these rifles are, are generally categorized the way they are because of cosmetic features that don't actually have any effect on the lethality of the weapon so you know uh, the, the deadliness of a weapon is going to be determined by the caliber of the bullet and sort of the length of the barrel which is going to determine the force with which uh, um, the projectile makes an impact uh, you know so if you have uh, a you know a, a hunting rifle that is semi automatic that you know that fires 223 caliber Rounds And an AR-15 that fires two to three caliber rounds in the same barrel length, one is not deadlier than the other. The AR-15 is easier to shoot, easier to handle, more ergonomic. Um, that's sort of what makes it uh, an assault weapon. the The reason why we didn't see 21 kind of come in as the age for people to have access to these weapons was that it was largely thought that if you're trying to stop crime, that you really had to focus on were handguns because those were concealable. And I think that's still true. What we do see with these mass shootings is that people who have no intention of actually getting away with the crime or walking away from it, um, they're not really worried about concealability. Understood. But, but concealability has always been the the sort of, uh, you know, a primary factor taken into consideration when making these age requirements. Understood. Rafael Manguel, M- M- well, thank you so much from Manhattan Institute. Thank you for all the information that you give all Americans, and God bless you, and uh, and, uh, thank you, and we'll have you again.